This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Welcome to episode 294. We'll talk to one of my favorites in the whole Nashville area, Music or human Charlie Warshome, who's got new music out, and actually give him a little something. Said, I don't know that I've given more than two or three people in my entire career, but I was able to give Charlie Warshome one of these things. You'll hear that coming up. Uh, the new music top five right now. Why don't we start at number five? Chris Lane dropped a new song. It is called Summer Job Money. Here you go. I follow Chris on uh, Instagram, or maybe I was watching Lauren Lane's video, but they have this dog van that shows up, and they were inside their house, and the van pulls up and goes, nah, nah, and their two dogs know what it is exactly, and they run and jump back to the van, and the van drives off and takes them to dog camp. <laughs> Caitlin and I tagged each other on it without knowing it. They're really funny on Instagram, uh, but that is Chris Lane there with Summer Job Money. At number four, Alan Jackson released another new song from his upcoming album. This one is called Where Her Heart Has Always Been. With her love again where her heart has always been at number three thomas rett dropped country again side a his whole record here's a new song called to the guys that date my girls when you take the hand remember you're holding my whole world just a friendly reminder to the guys that date my girls It'd be funny if you put a track up, it's to the guys that date my girls or to all the guys that are going to date my daughters, and it's just, that's the whole <laughs> track. Sound. That's the whole track. At number two, Maggie Rose has a new song called Saint. I'm watching my head. Maggie's like Charlie Warsham in that 
Like, it's just a matter of time that the sound that is commercial matches their sound. They've had the same sound. And they've, they're so good, they just haven't matched what labels are oddly looking for. But they're better than what labels have been finding. And eventually the stars are going to align because they're just so good. I mean, that's for Maggie Rose. She's just, just the best. And there's a whole new kind of like soul country that's happening now. And she completely fits that. Like Maggie Rose, uh, uh, Tiara, remember her? Yeah. Like there's just, and that's as country as anything else is. But there's just something to what Maggie's doing that hasn't clicked because no one's invested in it quite yet, like a big label, because what they're spending their money on right now isn't, but they're, they're missing it. They're missing it. She's so good. Uh, number one is Matt Carney. He has a new song out called Say It Now. I keep staring at three yards on my phone. Wanna know your thoughts before they're gone. I'm hanging on the words you're searching for. We could just say it now. I don't wanna waste that time no more. Never really felt like this before. Everything you feel, I feel it more. We could just say Other music out. Priscilla Block has a whole bunch of new music out. Um, so you want to play a little Priscilla Block as yeah. a uh, as a uh, almost runner up. Also, uh, Smithfield has a new song called "Something Sexy." Billie Eilish got a song. Willow Smith's got a new song. Gary LaVox released a new song called A Little Love with Mercy Me. Mitchell Tenpenny dropped a new song. Band Camino. So there you go. Albums. DJ Khaled has got a new album. Also, Pilgrimage Festival 2021. That lineup has been announced. It is Dave Matthews Band, The Black Keys, Marin Morris, Cage the Elephant, and a whole bunch more. 2021 Pilgrimage Festival in September. Franklin, Tennessee, which is right out of Nashville. So big festival. Love to see it. Pilgrimagefestival.com. You know, we get to announce, I'll just say this on this podcast right now. On Monday, we get to announce two festivals that I have put together in two different cities. That's all I will say for now because I think I'll get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> but two festivals, that, and I haven't said it was a festival yet, but two one-day festivals with a day stage, bunch of acts, and we're doing it in two different, shouldn't have said we were doing it. However, festival, Monday announcement from, uh, from me. The 2021 Billboard Music Awards were announced. Gabby Barrett led the way with nine total nominations. Wow. Good for her. Best New Artist, Top Selling Song, Top Radio Song, Top Collaboration, Top Hot 100 Song, Top New Artist. Dan and Shay got a couple nominations. So uh, good for them. John Mayer is nearing deal to host a late night talk show. I think it's on Paramount Plus, right? Yeah. That'll be good. That'll be real good. Because he's already good at that. And there's a guy named Jules Holland who... I was working with BBC back probably three or four years ago to develop a show kind of like Jules Holland's specials were. Not the Jules Holland not show that John Mayer is going to kind of do, but it's music and talk, and John Mayer is going to do something very similar too. And he's such a good artist and musician, obviously. He can get other great musicians and play with them, which is cool. And he's also really funny. Yeah. You know? His he, IG Live is funny. Yeah. he's. I've hung out with John Mayer a couple times. It's hard for me to even keep up with him sometimes. He's just all over, he's all over the place, by the way. Yeah. We're just like, I, can't, I don't know where he's going, but he's super quick. Have you ever listened back to the interview you guys did together? Nope. Won't listen to it? Nope. Okay. Because I'll look back at it and go, 
oh, I wish I would have done this. I saw it pop up on YouTube the other day and watched it again. I was like, man, that was that was awesome. Was it? Yeah. Why? I don't, I've never really got to know that much about him and the stuff you were able to pull out of him and some of the quotes he said like stuck with me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just knew a lot about him naturally. It was like when I did a sports show. For four years, I did a national sports show. I didn't sit and study sports to do that show. I just, my hobby is reading sports and learning sports and having sports opinions all the time. So it was just me taking my personal life and putting it on the radio, kind of like the radio show I do. Mm -hmm. But with John Mayer, it was very much that, where I didn't have to prep for that interview. It was like, well, I'm already the biggest fan, so let's sit down and see what happens. And that interview, too, was only supposed to take, I think, five, six minutes. Yeah. He was just popping by real quick because we were playing a song, and then he stayed for a lot longer than yeah. that, right? Yeah, it's like half an hour. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ba -ba -ba. Is there anything else I want to mention in the news? I don't think so. I did see that we, we were talking about this. Nutty Brown Amphitheater in Austin increased the number of available tickets for Parker McCollum for the first time. They were like, all right, let's, we can sell this thing out. Because mm -hmm. it's been very limited because of COVID. Uh, but then my favorite part of the story was, as Parker McCollum did two sellouts and crushed it, and he crushes it now, and he's just going to be a huge star, they did list the biggest single show ever, and at number one is Bobby Bones and Raging Idiots. Yeah. Gotta love that. <laughs> at that venue, we have the record for the largest show, 3,769 tickets. We packed that thing tighter than it should be packed. Uh, number two is Cole Swindell. Number three was Eli Young Band. And so, yeah, Parker McCollum's going to be such a massive star. I just also wanted to brag about the Raging Idiots because yeah, we do yeah, have yeah. something coming up. <laughs> I'll let people know we're still, we're still doing it. Uh, that's it. Oh, I think you guys will like the Charlie Warsham interview, don't you? I will, yeah, I'll enjoy it. Just the best guy. Check out that new music. Check out Charlie Warsham. Thank you, guys. All right, here with Charlie Warsham. Always good to see you, man. Great to see you. You know, I was thinking about you. I mean, I think about you a lot personally, but I was thinking about our relationship, just how I guess it started. We, I don't really hang out with a lot of artists. I have a couple of friends now that as much as I've tried to not be friends with artists so I could still remain objective, there are just really good people in town and you don't want to discount what can actually be a good friendship. Yeah. And so I do have a, a few artist friends now, but I think you were the first artist that I ever said, you know what, I'm just going to go have lunch with the guy. And we went to some, like the, some, some tavern. That, that's exactly what it was. And I was thinking about that this morning. I think it was 2017. Cause if it had been 2018, I think I would have been engaged and I was getting ready to put music out. Yeah. Kind of knew in my gut that it wasn't going to work. The music? Uh, yeah. Or, or in terms, our relationship. The, the music. <laughs> no, the music. Like, I mean, in my gut, I knew something felt off. Right. And uh, you had some really good wisdom for me at that lunch. And I, I uh, did. What, what in the world did. would I tell you? You're the all-knowing. No, 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 man. You talked about how you were. You kind of said, man, you know, a song's got to be ever so good to be able to hit, hit the charts and go up the charts. And you get songs, and you've talked about this on the show and on the podcast. Uh, you know, you get songs that get pushed up the charts by the the team surrounding that person and that song and and then you get songs that just take off no matter what and, and all of that. And and you were just kind of dispensing some some real wisdom and it made me kind of reflect on what I had surrounding me and uh and, and the album in in a sense, like commercially speaking, it didn't work. Uh but what was really going on was uh the seeds for this music that I'm just now putting out, th those seeds were getting planted. And and in the process, as you also in your life since we last connected, uh can relate, uh I was building a life outside of music. I, I was 
dating my wife. Uh, and as that music came out, it was the record beginning of things. And I'm really proud of the record. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, it, you know, it didn't, I, I wasn't in a new tax bracket after that, you know, record came out. But it taught me a lot. And, and when it didn't work commercially, unlike the times before, I, I turned and looked around me and there's my future bride. And I'm sort of like, you know, this is going to be okay. When we were uh, hanging out that day, you told me about her. I think you may have shown me a picture because you guys have been on a trip or something. But the first time I met her was we were doing a show, a charity show together for Brandon Lancaster. He, Brandon Lancaster was with me. It was your show. That's right. You had said, hey, come out and do uh, well, every... Every dang Monday. Every, we call it dang. Every dang yeah. Monday. <laughs> and we went out and you were like, we're pl- I think we were doing like 90s. Was it 90s country? 90s night? country stuff. That was the first time I met her. Yeah. Was was out there with with Brandon and Brandon and I to come up to play, and I remember I did uh, Mercury Blues, Alan mm-hmm. Jackson, and just thought that was the most fun. And it just that was right before eh, maybe six months before pandemic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it, it wasn't that long, but it was like the no. last like real fun in town thing that I had done. And it was at Basement East, which then wasn't there after the tornado too. Mm. Uh, and now, now it's back in action and all, but. Yeah. No, we have a we have a storied career together. Yes, we do. Two things, Mike. No, we have more than that too. Uh, how's that? I'll start with some personal stuff. Uh, I mean, you have a kid now. He's four weeks old, uh, and as of an hour ago. So, four weeks. Are you just like I can't wait to get home and see him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it's great to be diving back in. You know, because the music, the new music, arrived about the same time he did. We knew that was going to happen, and so I was able to sort of get some stuff ready ahead of time. And and I've been at home. And it's been beautiful that this happened at the time it did in the pandemic because I got to be home with Kristen throughout the pregnancy and now in these early, you know, these this, this precious time we won't get back. I mean, it's very random. We're very sleep deprived. There's not too much I can do. You know, she's the NASCAR driver right now. I am the pit crew uh, <laughs> changing the diapers. You know, it has been a game changer with bottles. Like I, I can feed him a bottle. That's my new favorite thing with him. But it's just, it's amazing. It's sort of like, the the axis of the planet that is me just got shifted and and the spotlight that's always been on me has been shifted away and it makes everything more beautiful you know jordan davis was over a couple nights ago we do a show on twitch from this this bedroom across from this room and he you know he's got a uh, a young child and we we're talking and you know i'm getting married later this summer and i assume we're not going to wait too terribly long to have kids she's not pregnant now but it, you know so year or so year to maybe two years mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the deal? And he goes, well, here's what stinks. It's the first six months, you don't really do much. You just sit there and go, I wish I could do more. Yeah. He said, but then, like, there's like a little click. And then you get to start doing more. And then it gets to be awesome. But just like you said, he goes, the first six months, you're just like, all right, call me. Put me in, coach. Yeah, man. Like, can I get you some water? Can I get you? <laughs> what can I get you? You know, it's, it's been a blast, though. Kristen, I'm just in awe of her. And uh, she's, she's an amazing mom. It's, it's been really cool to see. On to, on to music. For, for many minutes here. Uh, Fist through this town. I put it on our national countdown show this weekend. Did you know that? I didn't, man. I've been changing diapers. <laughs> so this weekend, right? <laughs> this That's weekend. so cool. So, so Saturday and Sunday, you know, it's it's literally the largest countdown, the country countdown in the world. Yeah, a couple, it is. A couple hundred cities. And so we're featuring your song and doing a whole thing about it and, you know, playing it, getting it a bunch of spins. Maybe some people will Thank see you. it pop up the chart a little bit. Maybe they'll see it and spin it. And You might be starting a whole you know, thing for I, me. I'm not starting anything. I'm just jumping back on to help now that you're back wow. on as well so yeah so pretty cool i'm pretty pumped that you have music out and i can go here we go let's do this yeah well you know thank you for playing that song i 
I know it may not be the most radio friendly song. You, I believe you've heard all six of these mm-hmm. new tunes. Uh, the thing about putting Fist Out first that was important to me is I think that's where for most country fans they last heard from me. You know, in 2014, I was on tour uh, sandwiched between Sam Hunt and Kip Moore. Uh, Kip's loyal following and Sam was blowing up as my first record was kind of going away. And it was a frustrating time. And when I sing that song, when I wrote that song, that's the part of my story I go back to emotionally. But it's not where I am now, right? But uh, working with Jay Joyce on on these songs and and everything, it really helped me uh, just find find a new way to reveal myself. And I'm just so proud the music's out there. I'm so grateful you're you're shining a light on that song, man. It's a small light, but you know what? A lot of people will see it. That's I, right. I'm pretty pumped about it. That's right. Uh, let me play a little bit of that. Here is uh, uh, Fist Through This Town. Is that the single, or is that just a song you put out first? It's just the first song. Uh, there's going to be another song coming out uh, in May, uh, and that's a song, very much a love song. Very much, uh, well, you, uh, I'm not supposed to announce it, but Believe in Love, that's the next song to right. come out. And then another song is going to come out in June, and, uh, and then more after that. And I think the idea is, let's just get the music out. I've been away for a while uh, get people familiar and and maybe see what might raise its hand as a song to really do the push with because I got to hand it to my label you know Warner's been with me this is my third time putting new music out and it's not normal for someone who doesn't blow up with success to still be signed and and so I'm I'm still on the roster uh, a lot of people that I was on the roster with when I signed aren't there you know uh, and. Uh, and I've been on this journey to to keep excavating in my heart and my soul and find my sound and uh, and and I feel like I'm closer than ever. All the music I've ever made is is as honest as I could ever be in that moment. It's a it's a timestamp, you know. But I think I've kind of hit this new uh, part of my story and and being married, being a dad, it's a big part of that. Working with Jay Joyce was a big part of that. You say you're lucky to still be on the roster. And you're right, a new artist, if you don't hit as a new artist, it's hard to get them to continue to invest money in something that's not pulling money back in because right. in the end, you and I are just part of a a business plan and a bottom line somewhere, good or bad, right? I, same that's thing. how they see it. Now, right. personally, I, I say I agree. it's a 30-year investment, not yeah. a quarterly, but that's a whole other conversation. I don't say 30-year. I, I say more like one year on me. If I'm not making you money in one year, I, but... We are seen as some numbers, and if those numbers eventually don't produce, that's right. They have to cut us. That's right. For, because we li- we're in a weird profession, right? Where we are using our our intellect to create, and hopefully, people think that what we're creating is worthy of their money. So that being said, why do you think they have sat with you through one, two records, paid for a third? W- yeah. What is it about? Who is it over there? What is it that's keeping you on? Uh, well, I mean. 
I got the goods. I know that, I, right? I, I and I don't mean agree. that in a cocky way, I, but I, I, I don't do take it in a cocky way. No, you know, like I, I, I've gotten to a place where I do understand that I've got something to offer. But I would say this, and I think you do have the goods. Everybody knows that. That's so understood that I feel like I didn't, or um, you didn't need to say that. No, but, no, no. But, but I would say that sometimes decisions aren't made with the people That's who right. know you have the goods. That's right. Same thing in my company. It could be a boardroom where they're just looking at data. Going, right. we got to fix this. They don't know Charlie. They don't know Bobby. Right. So, but somebody has got to be in your corner that can talk to the That's people. It. Well, that would be Chris Lacey, but it'd also be Shane Talton. You know, I could point to 10 people at Warner, uh, Espo up at the top, uh, and Jamie Younger. Like the, the list goes on and on. Uh, and, and me saying I've got the goods, I think it's also a few other factors too. Uh, I, I haven't lost my mind and gone crazy. You know, I've proven that I, I'm mentally stable. I'm, I work hard, you know, and I mean, you know better than anybody how important that factor is. And I, and so at Warner, they see that. They know that the reasons that I maybe haven't exploded yet, they're largely out of my control. And, uh, you know, Vince Gill is my hero, and he told me a while, long, long while back now, uh, he's like, man, just don't worry about it. Stick with it. They're always going to bet on you. Uh, because they they will always bet on talent, and they may run out of money. You know, it's almost like Warner's sitting at the poker table, and their their Charlie chips are getting shorter and shorter until it we get a winning hand. But I do think they'll keep betting on me until they're out of options, and it's part of the reason we cut six songs and not a whole album. I, that was really refreshing as well because I know people just don't have the attention span. I don't honestly. It, you know, I don't have the attention span for a full record anymore. It, yeah. I hate it about myself. So if if a TikTok comes up and it's 60 seconds, I'm like, why am I spending 45 extra seconds watching this TikTok? I, know. I only have 15 seconds. Well, albums are season tickets. I still believe they're important, but you you don't just wake up one day and buy season tickets to the Red Sox. You become a Red Sox fan. You go to it's a, a nice analogy. I, I believe same. I yeah. I didn't know that's exactly how I believed it, but see, that's, that's a great one. Like I would buy and have Arkansas Razorback season tickets. There you and go. Chicago Cubs season tickets. I would have those, but. If I'm just go go to a Red Sox game, I'm gonna buy some. I need to go and watch a lot of Red Sox get invested. Gotta get invested, man. Which I'm not Gotta a Red Sox invested. fan, but yeah, uh, that that's an interesting analogy. I'm gonna steal that. Hey, write that down, <laughs> please. Now I'm gonna act I like do. Yeah, I'm gonna act like I said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, use it. I stole it from somebody. But yeah, I mean, I you know, it, it's it's uh, Warner knows that they're playing this. It's almost like playing the lottery, you know. And I don't say that in an insulting way because I no. believe in you more than. Well, not more than anybody because I'm not putting my money in you. But I believe in you so much. I'm a big fan of what you do, not just as an artist, but who you are as a person. But there's all, there have been people who have vouched for me. Yeah. Listen, I got fined a million bucks by the FCC. They came charging after me, and my company had to make a decision. Yeah. Like, are they going to pay that million bucks and keep me on? Right. And luckily, someone said, hey, okay, right, we're losing a little money with him right now, but he's going to make it back for us at some point. That's right. And thank God somebody believed in me and hung yes. with me through that. Well, and so it is. It's Chris at the label, but it's so many people and people who kept me going. I mean, for me personally, in my brain and my heart being able to keep going, one of the biggest things was the year 2019 because uh, I was once again reinventing myself and the two phone calls I got were to go out on the road with Vince, be his guitar player, and to go out with Old Crow Medicine Show and be a member of that band for a year. And that really put me at ease and, and kind of was like this cosmic voice saying dude it's gonna be fine you're gonna be fine and it's espo you know I, I remember espo bringing me into his office saying man i think he played me uh like frank zappa or something crazy he said if you want to sound like this and play to 20 people or if you want to sound 
you know, if you want to sell out Bridgestone Arena, either way, we want to be in business however we can. And so we've, we've cut these six songs. I feel really good about them. And yet, for a million reasons out of my control, they may not work. Uh, but I think we've got these six, and I think because we just cut six that I got one more swing of the bat at Warner after this, if it doesn't work. And I'll still make records even after that. Even if they don't work, I'll find a way to do it, you know? You might be the most beloved person in town under age 45. Oh. Just in general, like nobody nobody dislikes you. People love you. People either love you or they don't know you well enough. That's what I say about you. <laughs> like they either love you to their core because you're such a good, honest, authentic guy, or they just haven't spent any time with you. You know, you are a very passionate person. I can respect that in, in so many ways. And Thanks. so for me, I'm glad when you're back on the, the media tour, you know, putting music out because that means I get to talk to you and, and, and again, and put another light on you because listen, if you, ha- if you have any music out and I have you over and we're just talking, it's like, all right, boy, what'd you have for dinner? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's just such a, it, to me, it's so much fun to get to talk about it because I, I you know, I grew up the son of, a, of my mom being a school teacher and I recognize about myself, you know, up until this last time working with Jay, I've always made my records with my best friends and and I've always come into music from that side door of playing on other people's records and backing other people up. I like to be the sponge. I like to approach everything as a student and I'm starting to get the idea that when you're making your own record, that's not your job. Your job is to grab that spotlight with both hands and say, everybody, y'all pay attention to me. Like I never would have said on the microphone, I got the goods until now because I now understand that there's a certain part of this role that requires you to have, it doesn't have to be cockiness, but confidence. Yeah, I think if you don't believe in you, nobody believes in you. That's and sometimes, right. And sometimes you have to scream, I believe in me, to make people listen. Off any sort of microphone or TV camera, I got nothing to say, right? I'm a quiet guy. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm down. But you're right. When it's time to go, I do have to do that and yes. go, hey, listen to me. That's right. Like, I, like, you guys should listen to me because... You have time and you need to listen to somebody, so it might as well be me because I, right. I have things, to, I have compelling things to say. Get on this bus. Yes. I am driving it and I can take you somewhere you can't go without me. I love that. That's I, it. I love that you're, you're feeling that and saying that now. Yeah, man. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just staring at you after I say that to see what you'll say. But yeah, like the fact that you have this confidence, outward confidence, because you've always had it inwardly. You know how good you are. But what, 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 actually triggered that why now do you feel like all right this is this is it next next level oh it's a million things i mean one of the big things and, and you can hear it in in the, in the new music fist through this town's a great example with the guitar solo uh man we got married and i i can honestly say i've become buddies with my hero with vince gill and uh he called me up and said man come by the house got a wedding present for you and i'm thinking Dude, we're going to get the most amazing toaster I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I show up at his house, and you can, if, if folks see the music video for Fist Through This Town, there's a scene of me walking with this sort of gold guitar case. Uh, and that gold guitar case was sitting on the floor next to him. And in the case was the guitar I play in the video. And when I started working with Jay on this music, he said, man, B.B. King, Keith Richards, all these guys, they had their one guitar. You got your red guitar, you know. I mean, you have other guitars, but like you've got right. your your it's your thing. And uh, he's like, "Dude, I challenge you to play one guitar on these recordings." And so I was like, "Well, I'm playing the Vince guitar. It's a 1960 Gibson 335. It's like it's my dream guitar." Did it sound as good as you thought it would? Oh man, yeah, it did. The crazy thing was I'd played it before. So the first time I went out on tour uh, back in Vince up. 
he said, man, if there's anything you need, let me know. I got tons of instruments and gear, like happy to let you borrow it on the road. And I said, man, I love 335s. So that guitar was on my guitar stand on the first day of rehearsals. And I fell in love with it then. And he knew that. Of course, I had no idea that he would someday give it to me. And being given that instrument was a big shot in the arm of confidence. It was like, oh my gosh, I, I have this now. I have to make good on it. And, uh, and then enter Jay and going, you're not going to bring in a whole bunch of pedals. You're not going to bring in a bunch of amps. Pick one guitar and one amp and let's go. And it's funny too, the amp, I called John Osborne, who's a buddy, and uh, he has this amazing old Fender amp. It's a, it's a Tweed Deluxe. And so I borrowed John's Tweed Deluxe. I have Vince's guitar, and, I, and it's it's just hard to go into a studio with Jay Joyce playing Vince Gill's guitar and John Osborne's amp and feel like you're not going to just do something great. <laughs> you kind of can't lose with that combo. And, uh, and, and then we had this fantastic experience, and Jay, you know, I'd worked with him on Eric Church Records, on Chief and on the Heart and Soul that just came out. And so I, I'm a big fan of Jay and knew him a little bit, but I didn't know him well enough to be super comfortable with him. And the cool thing about Jay is he's not precious about anything. As soon as we get the part, the take, he is on to the next thing. There's no victory dance. There's no listen back to the song three times. And that was really refreshing. It made me put everything I had into every take because I was like, this might be my last chance to do it. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill. 
from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Which song, and I'm, gonna, I'm asking you this, I would ask you this off the air, I might as well ask you now. Because I do want you to come in to the radio show and play one of the songs. Yeah. But which one, and you're releasing them kind of staggered mm-hmm. out, but which one and when? You don't have to answer right now, but I'm going to give you that ticket to cash in. All right. That when it, uh, when, when, when what, whichever one comes out that you want to come up and play on the show, okay. we don't put as many people on the show anymore, honestly. Yeah. It got to the point where there aren't Nashville as compared to other. New York City, Los Angeles, as far as entertainment goes, mm-hmm. there just aren't as many acts that it doesn't seem like people are coming through all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, let me use a friend of mine so they won't get offended. Uh, like, how many times can I have Brett Eldridge on over and over again, twice a year, three times a year, where it's just like the same folks coming through a lot, where people start to get bored mm-hmm. and go, well, I just heard Tim McGraw like three months ago. So we don't bring as many people in, so it keeps it kind of exciting and new. And yeah. just because somebody puts out new music, I don't, I, I don't have people in. Unless I really feel strongly about it. That being said, I'm going to give you this ticket. It's definitely not gold. It's more like a copper ticket. What can I call it a copper <laughs> ticket? It's just a little valuable, but not the most, you know? So when you have this song that you want to come and play for my audience, okay, you can cash it in. Wow, man. I, thank you. So you don't have to play the song now, but do you know which, t- you know which song it will be? Uh, or do you need time and you don't want to commit right well, now? Well, I'll say this. There's two. There's two that I'd flip a coin on. You know, one... And I'm, I was going to ask you the same thing off the mic. <laughs> and uh, I will not give you advice on that, though, because yeah. this is my opinion on your career. Mm. And when it comes to picking songs, I have learned that yeah. is not good for me to do. Because people will actually listen to me, and my advice is no yeah. better than anybody else's on what song is good, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, I don't value my opinion on listening to a song more than I would somebody at your record label. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to shift some... or. Let's say I don't shift your opinion and you feel guilty and you're like, well, Bobby told me this and I didn't pick it because he's kind of dumb. Oh, yeah, you open up a can of worms yeah, so, doing that. So yeah. I don't. So I don't. And I would, I'd tell you that off the air too. I'd be like, yeah. I'm not telling you which one. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you off the air the two that I think are the most okay. likely that I'm, and, and, and maybe putting them out in the world and seeing what happens. I'm not that I would pick a single based on the number of views on YouTube. But it is; it can be telling, right? Sure. What's what's connecting? And uh, I've, I mean, I've seen that with your show with music before. You mention a song, play a snippet of it, shoots up the charts on iTunes. I mean, you can you can sometimes get a little. It's like you know when people lick their finger and putting it in the wind to see which way it's blowing. Uh, but uh, just think about uh, it. Okay. You don't have to. I don't need an answer now. But All right. in a month, two months, three months, All you right. go, Hey, I'm ready to cash in my ticket and come play this song. All right. I go. All right. Let's book it and get it up. Let's go. All right. So, Thank okay. you. We'll move on from that. It's, I mean, it's yeah. been two years since new music. What is the best feeling? Is it when you write it, mm. when the song is done being recorded, or when you finally get to release it? Ooh. Uh, 
I'd say between those three, because I thought you were going to throw out like when you play it in front of an audience Didn't and throw they sing that back. There, yeah, that's that uh, one's probably the the most amazing. I mean, that one's just yeah, that's a that's a singular experience for sure. Uh, so when you write I, it and it's done, when you record it and it's done, and you get right. to hear the full, or when it's finally released and the people finally start to get yeah. to hear it. Well, I'll say on this time around, it was when the recording was done, and it's that's because I I have learned. You know, similar to you saying, I'm not going to pick the song because I'm not the right person to do it or whatever. Like, uh, the, your your personal feelings maybe don't align necessarily with what the people who, the suits at the label are, are going to, how they approach it. And for me as a songwriter, I've learned that I don't know when I write the song. You know, there's a song on coming out that's, uh, it's one of the two that I wrote by myself. And I was just writing it to get out of a pub deal. I'd have been fired from my pub deal. And uh, I didn't think anything of it. And I almost didn't play it for Chris Lacey at Warner. And I, when I did, she goes, don't let anybody hear that. If George Strait hears that, he's going to cut it. That's a country, that's country goal or whatever. And so I was like, wow, I really would not have thought that. So finishing the song, it's rare that I get that feeling, you know, that endorphin release, like, oh my gosh, I just wrote the best song I've ever written. I mean, you get that feeling, but then you don't know if anybody else is going to feel that way. And releasing the music this time around, uh, gosh, man, I was at home with my, my son, you know, so I had this, my mind is, it, my heart has been split between these two worlds. It's still exciting, but in the fall, world was still shut down and I'd waited so long to record these songs and uh, hearing those mixes back and then going, get, being able to get in my car, drive home and listen to the music and having that feeling like, okay, something's different. Something's different this time around. Yeah. Like the way I'm singing is different. The, the, there's a difference in my guitar playing. Like I'm, I'm really feeling it. A little hair on your chest, what you're saying? Yeah, a little, yeah, a little confidence. A little, I got the goods. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, Could it be came out in 2013, mm-hmm. right? I, I, but that's just when I came to town, mm-hmm. and you were doing that record cycle it's when we first met. That's right, 2013. Yeah. Um, if if you go back and you re-listen to that song, do you revisit it musically and go, man, if I was cutting this right now, this is what I would do different? Uh. Goodness, I, you know, I feel like it was all the right thing f- at that time. Uh, I'll tell you what I would do different is uh, the song Want Me To. Uh, I comped that vocal myself. I should not have done that. I stayed up one night at the studio and, and did all of that and worked on some guitar parts and all of that, and I shouldn't have had that kind of access, uh, but I did. And then another thing I think I might have, attempted uh or, or if i could do something different from that album cycle i might have put out a different song as a second single that said you've supported the heck out of that song and i'm grateful yeah, for i loved it. it i loved it and it's a great song live it works live but if i had been able to know what was going to happen with country music and and bro country hitting and everything it was it was me trying to compete in that world versus me doubling down on what i do best and that what I do that other people don't. Mm-hmm. And so I might've put something unexpected like Young to See or my song, How I Learned to Pray out, uh, or even Trouble Is, which still had some like radio magic vibes to it, but was more me, right? Uh, not that Want Me To isn't me it, or, at the t- or wasn't me at the time, but Want Me To was a, was a fear-based decision versus a, no nah, man, Young to See, come on, dude. Yeah. Like that, that isn't anywhere else right now. And, and me at 35 can look around and see, you know, wow, man, look at when 
Brothers Osborne just go and be the Brothers Osborne. They find their crowd. Look at when Mary Morris comes out in my church. She finds her crowd. And, and now I know, now I know that's the move. Uh, so that would have been what I would change. But the way we cut, could it be? I, I wouldn't change a thing, man. Even the acoustic guitar solo, I kind of love that I put an acoustic guitar solo in a song and, uh, and all that. How do you get involved with working with church and you did Heart and Soul? Mm-hmm. Who, who gives you that call and, and, and what did you do? Yeah, so uh, that relationship began on, on the Chief album. And at the time, my publisher, Arturo, Arturo Buenohar Jr., uh, who was a big, big part of my early journey and getting me in this whole world, uh, he's worked with Eric from day one. And uh, he kind of threw my name in the hat to come play and played a few things that went well. Uh, Eric's talked in interviews about how with Desperate Man, he felt like they got too comfortable, so they wanted to shake things up. And they were looking back over uh, just his whole discography and at, at things they thought, well, all right, we've, we found the magic here. Let's try and recreate that. You know, uh, So I just got tapped as, as one of the folks who had been a part of that magic on Chief. Uh, and uh, next thing I know, I'm on a bus headed to Banner Elk and... Uh, I played probably more on heart than I did on soul, but I got to tell you my favorite track I played on. And the one where I feel like I put my most, most of my stamp on is, uh, a song called do side. That's on the, and the, the, the better one, the, the fans only yeah. one. And, uh, for anybody who has access to that song, check out the down, 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 this funky little banjo thing. It's me playing banjo and it's a little riff I came up with. And the groove is is from because we had all this time to kill because Eric was writing songs during the day and we'd hang out, you know, just Jay and which I love because I kind of knew then I was like I want to work with Jay I want to get some hang time in and he'd play me records I'd never heard and the one record I played him he had never heard is this old record by Freddie King called Burglar it's like funk blues stuff like nothing you'd ever expect in country music and sure enough like that day I'd played that record for Jay and that night Eric brought in Deuce and so the band is ripping off Freddie King with this little banjo riff that I had on it. Uh, but the the stuff that everybody can hear on heart, like the uh, the acoustic on uh, "Stick That in Your Country" song, was was me. Uh, and I think that was that was a wild experience where the power was cutting mm-hmm. in and out, and we got it in the first take. Banjo on "Crazy Land." I'm playing. Um, oh, what's the uh, heart on fire? They let me take all the solo stuff on that one, and that was fun, man. I kept. You know, Jay just kept pushing me and pushing me, like, play more notes, play more notes, because I'm, tr- I'm like always trying to be tasteful and stuff. He's like, nah, man, I don't want to hear more stuff, you know? And uh, that, was, that was just a wild, really cool experience. You ever get with anyone in a room and you're playing and you, you're like, wow, like I'm, because I just can't see you thinking you're out of your league with anybody. Like a, mm. like a, but do you ever get with anyone and you're kind of blown away at how good they are? Oh, all the time, you know? And, and, but that's what I seek out, you know? Uh, I know. Every, you know, you could you could put a edit together how many times I quote name drop Vince Gill in this interview or any interview, but he's just so full of wisdom. And one of the great pieces of wisdom that he imparted to me early on, uh, same advice he got from from someone else uh, when he was starting out: never be the best musician in your band. Always surround yourself with people who up your game, because if you're the best player in your band, you got nothing to learn. And so, and being in Vince's band. I was surrounded by, I mean, Paul Franklin, I mean, he, he's going to be in the Country Music Hall of Fame one day as a steel guitar player. And obviously, Vince, you know, John Jarvis, and just all of these incredible players all around me. Wendy Moten, an incredible vocalist. 
And, uh, and so, I mean, there were definitely like days and shows, sound checks on that tour where I'm like, what am I doing out here? But then there are moments where you, I'll play a killer solo and be like, dang, all right, I can hang. And, uh, but it's the, it's, it's wanting to be on the field with people who up your game. That's, that's what I seek. So I hope for those experiences where I feel a little out of my league. I mean, Brian Sutton comes to mind as somebody, a, a musician who is just like, he's just next level, just absolute next level. But, but we all have something to bring to the table. I mean, I got that call to play on the Eric record and get the call to play on these other records, not because I'm the literally the fastest guitar player. I am far from literally the te- most technical, technically great guitar player. Brian Sutton might be. I, I, I would put my money on that. But but I have a DNA. I got a sound. You know, it's a little bit of growing up in Mississippi and like the way I bend notes. Uh, and and so I bring a flavor into the the recipe <laughs> and uh sometimes that that ingredient is called for and sometimes it isn't aside from really special player musicians who's an artist that you look at and go well, holy crap like that's what they're doing is so good i mean eric is a great example especially as a songwriter if he'd never made a record of his own i think he'd be one of the most competitive writers in town I don't think anybody argues that. Uh, Miranda Lambert was one of the first to take me out on the road. Taylor Swift, those were two hard acts to follow, so to speak. I mean, what they taught me both on and off stage about how to run an organization, how to put on a show and treat the fans right. Uh, man, I mean, there's so many, there's so many great, great artists. What uh, about playing artists? Oh, playing artists? Oh, let me think here. Not Vince. We know you're going to say Vince. <laughs> Keith Urban. Yeah. Uh, and doing the ACMs with him, that was a trip too. Because, I mean, you know, the first time I saw him in concert, uh, he was playing to about 35 people at this festival in Jackson, Mississippi. He was just coming out of the gate. It was that record post the ranch. And he was just burning it up. And I, I knew then, but I know even more now how hard it is to sound great with such a small band. I think he had two or maybe three. I think he had drums, bass, and fiddle backing him up. So it was all up to him, you know, and he's such a dynamic guitar player. He connects visually what he's doing for the crowd. So even if you're not getting it, you know, as a a fellow player or whatever, you feel it, you recognize, and and he's got such a signature sound. He, He would be at the top of that list. I saw Luke Combs playing a song that you guys had written. I think it's an unreleased song from YouTube. Is he ever putting Evermind, right? Evermind? That's it. Yeah. Is he ever putting that out? I hope so. I mean, I would be like, Luke, you put it out. People love it. <laughs> like, cut it. Man, we've written three songs together. And I'm like, and, and we, I was in the studio with him. He's got a, a record coming out. Uh, and uh, we're going to be back in the studio again soon. You know, uh, he's working on his next record. And I'm, I love being a part of that, that band. Uh, but uh, yeah, we've got three songs in it, and and I'm like, come on, man, any one of these would be great. And uh, and we wrote another song, me and him and Thomas Rhett, that I I hope Thomas cuts. If you're listening, Tr, come on, man. Um, but uh, he's got a whole other record he's still working on. Right I know, now. I know, it. I got my fingers. I was crossed. just talking to him the other day, and not on a microphone. I was like, hey, I know you're doing the double record. Like, are they both done? He's like, nah. He said, we got the first one. Done. All right. So, so you're telling me there's a I'm chance. I'm telling you there's a chance. <laughs> so, but let's say Luke doesn't put it out and TR right. doesn't put it out. Then to, 
in this next cycle, then does that give you clearance? If you want to put it out, you can? I think so. But I will say with these songs specifically, they, they feel more for them than me. And, and I, you know, I mean, all, all jokes aside stuff in, in all seriousness, like ha- having been in that position, I understand when a song doesn't fit, right? Even if it fits that artist, it may not fit them at that time. And songs come in at all times. They come in in the 11th hour and something knocks something off. So I get that that's how it works. And as someone who gets to participate as the artist, there are so many talented, just straight up songwriters out there that I don't want to take a spot away from them when they deserve that or earn that. Uh, so it would depend on the song. And, and in those cases, I don't know that those songs would end up on my record. Uh, but there are other songs for sure that fit that description. Dirk's just cut a song of mine uh, that, you know, I really wanted to cut for me, but uh, I'm, I'm not mad about Dirk's cutting it. You know, that'll be great. And I can still play it in my set, right? Yeah. I think about that with Eric Pasley and folks like that, you know, like, shoot, they, they wrote songs for other people. They can still play them in their show. Mm-hmm. If Dirk's a song, but it's, it's not gone, right? It's not... Is it going to be a? No, do you know if it's going to be a single? I don't know yet. Like that's that's the part where you're like, come on, if you're going to take it, if you're going to take it, and I wanted to cut it, like let's make it a single at yeah. least. Totally. Because then come if you on, play man. in your set, people think it's cool. Otherwise, if you play a you know a, a, an album cut from Dirks, people are like, what is it? What is this? I've never been. Yeah, there's like the the two people in the back. They're like, yeah, he did it. The, you know, they're like, the one Venn diagram of like, you and Dirks where they meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're in that little spot. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I'm pretty pumped that. that that you're working in all these different areas because you're just kind of top of your game in so many spots. Oh, thanks. Like writing, they have people, the, the best of the best have you in writing. The best of the best have you in playing. The best of the best have you in on a label performing. Like eventually, and I say this about you, eventually, because Steve Martin said, be so good that they, they basically it's be so good they can't deny you. Yeah. Right? Like they might for a little bit, but be so good that you you just can't be denied. And that's mm-hmm. what I've tried to do with my life. Like people have told me no over and over. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go out and be so freaking good. And even if they don't think I'm good, they're going to look and see how people come with me. To, mm-hmm. And they're going to have to put me on things. That's right. And I feel like you're that. Like you personify that even more than I do. Like you're so good in all these areas. They can't, they can't just hold you back forever. Oh, thank you. Well, and I don't think anybody is they trying to hold the me world. back. The, yes. Well, the things you can't control. The things that's you can't they. control. Yes. That's it. Not, not, no one's holding you back going, ah, Charlie, we're not going to let you yeah. be creatively you. <laughs> but, but so far, these things that you can't quite predict haven't worked out in your favor. Freaking yeah. Bro Country comes along right as you're hitting your first record. But you know what? That was one of the best gifts that I could have been given because it gave me a chance to learn about myself, work on myself. Uh, and uh, I've, I've gotten to know Tyler pretty well from FGL. And he's one of my favorite songwriters in the format. But imagine if you had 10 number ones and then you learned about yourself. Like, that was real learning. You, well, no, yes. you, I'm talking you. Imagine if you wouldn't have had to learn about yourself. You could just be you. And Well, that, see, that, and, and I believe I would have gotten into some trouble. Oh, you do if I that? If do I had had, that? oh, I think it's very possible. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I went to, I went to this place called Onsite. I've been to Onsite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I've changed I, my life. Oh, me too. Yeah. And I remember talking to someone there and... When I was there, I examined my drinking because I thought, well, I don't think I'm an alcoholic, but I, I could definitely cross that line if I'm not careful. So I went to an AA meeting. I was like, let me just pretend for three days that I'm an alcoholic. Can I do this if I, if I need to make that decision? 
and talking to someone in that meeting, and it's all confidential, you know, so nobody's going to know who this person is. But I remember him going, yeah, I know, I know how, you know how it is, man. You blow off work and you have a couple of whiskeys. Next thing you know, you're at your upstate estate and you've lo- told the guard at the do- at the gate, like lock the gate and you don't do anything but ride dirt bikes and do blow for three days. I'm just like, yeah, I can't afford that kind of trouble. But if I'd have had massive success, you can very much afford much bigger trouble very quickly and that could have happened because I had that anger that you hear in Fist. Uh, that's really fear. That's another thing I learned at Onsite is that anger and fear are two sides of the same coin. And I was always angry because deep down I was afraid that I was not going to get a seat at the table. That's yeah, Onsite, what it came down to. Onsite wrecked in a good way me. Oh, me it, too. It's like, because you hear about, I had friends that went in the military, went to the army, and they were like, well, they, they knocked me down to build me back up. That's exactly That's what it. Onsite did. I walked in and it, it was like, Boom. Yeah. And then slowly, and I was never someone to subscribe and go, like, I'm going to go to this place and get, but I did, you know, it was Dave Haywood, him and I were talking. He's like, hey, you know what? Because Dave, like me, is creative, but he's also very analytical. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, it might be good for you. He said, he's like, you're working with both sides of your brain in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of trauma from your child. He goes, I went to onsite. Not saying you should go. So I just kind of stored that away and thought about it. Then Nicole Gallion was talking to her and she was like, Kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. She was like, you ever think about going on site? And I'm like, why does everybody keep telling me to go to therapy camp? <laughs> and a little bit I was getting offended. I was like, why do people keep telling me to go to therapy camp? And then I was uh, having coffee with Tyler Hubbard. Yeah. And him and I had had some issues, some personal issues. And we were just kind of ironing it out and talking face-to-face in person because you can see where a lot of stuff can be misconstrued when you're not together. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it and it a, we had a really great talk and he was like, man, I'll tell you what helped me so much was going to onsite. And I was like, all right, three of you suckers have told me this. So I'm yeah. just going to go. And so I went and I came out and I've recommended it to people and they've gone. And yeah. it, it, it changed me to the point where I left that place exhausted. Oh, yeah. Didn't have my phone for a week. Yep. I remember flipping. I didn't even want my phone. At first, I didn't either. First day, I was like, oh, I need my phone. I need, I'm scratching. I'm going through withdrawal. I need my phone. After about day two and a half, and you're, go, you're going to bed when the sun goes down, you're reading books all the time, you're, yeah. you're meeting people. I was like, I don't ever want my phone again. It only took about six hours, and I yeah. wanted my phone again. But yeah. still, when I turned it on, I was like, oh, man, I'm going back into a place that, that I really wasn't looking forward to going back to. But it changed, it changed me. It's really exciting to hear you went, and it helped you too. Oh, man, I just I shout it from the rooftops. I believe in it so much. My thing when I left, though, I drove straight to Five Points Pizza and ordered a double order of garlic knots. I was like, I need some carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, man, I'm pumped that you, we're starting this chapter yeah, and this season of you because you got so much going on positively around and about you. One, uh, let's, your family, your wife, you got a new son. Yeah. Your music, which you're never going to stop doing, but mostly your energy. Oh. Like, it's a different energy. Well, thanks, man. And I've seen three energies now. You have. And you've always, honestly, Bobby, you've been there... Every time, you know, at, the, at that crossroads point, and you've always just, whether you knew it or not, man, you've, you've been encouraging. And I know I'm not alone in, in that experience with you. And it, that really matters to, uh, that matters to anybody who does this, you know, for someone that they know, that they respect, to really, truly see them and say, hey, keep going. It's, you know, it, it really makes a difference. And I'm just so grateful for this scenic route. I call it the scenic route to stardom because I've, it's, it's made everything even more rich. 
for for me and my heart. And and yeah, I get to be a dad too with all this. So, well, I'm sure I'll be texting you like, "Hey, what did you do?" Dude, text baby? all you want. I mean, you got a lot of great dads, you know. I mean, Tyler is is great, and I don't know Jordan's as as well as I do Tyler, but I know he's great too. He was on the Dadville podcast recently, which you'll have to do when you're you're in there. I think we got a couple yeah. years before the before yeah. we get that's Dave, right? Uh, Dadville? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, not Dave Haywood though. Dave Barnes. Dave, but, yeah, Dave yeah. Barnes. Yeah. Another great Dave. But uh, well, yeah, man. Well, listen. Er, here's what I want everybody to do. Listen right now. First of all, Charlie's Instagram. Instagram is at Charlie Warsham, and that opens up the hole for you to go walking, exploring. Because you can go your YouTube. I saw you do like a 15 minute tutorial on mm-hmm. uh, Fist of This Town. Mm-hmm. Um, you lost me about minute. Well, about 30 seconds in, I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, I can't even learn that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you you put so much out there in your music. You put your heart on your sleeve about things you're passionate about, things that, that, that affect your heart that have nothing to do with music. You know, I think we're very similar and we fight for our home. Yes. Sometimes we have to fight against our home to actually be for it. good for it. Yeah. And that's tough. It's tough. And that's tough because... It, you never want to have to go through that, but I just, yeah, look, I look up to you in many ways. Um, so I'm glad you came over. You have a ticket. You have a copper ticket. All right. Whenever you cash in the copper ticket, all right. come up and play whatever you want to play. Well, well, hey, you got a plywood ticket for me. <laughs> Whenever you decide to run for office, man, I will campaign <laughs> all day long. I was coming, I was thinking about like slogans and stuff on the way down. I didn't have anything yet, but I'll, I'll get back to a you. A plywood on. ticket. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. All right. At Charlie Warsham, you guys check out uh, Fist of This Town. When is the next song coming out? May 21st. It's okay. a song called Believe in Love. So three weeks or so. For, well, yeah. from when people hear this, three weeks. The the day or within a couple of days of when everyone should set their one week uh, reminder for the premiere of Breaking Bobby Bones. Yeah. You know, the, the guy prior. does it all. <laughs> he still finds a way to promote me. All right, Charlie Warsham. Instagram at Charlie Warsham. Uh, Charlie, good to see you, bud. You too, Bobby. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.